Do you know that from your position you can change the situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we come before you with our hearts opened. We come in faith and we come with desire and hunger in our spirits to be fed again and to be taught by your word. We receive your word with thanksgiving. We lay aside every filthiness and superfluity of nothingness. We receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. We receive the life. We receive the change. We receive the spirit. We receive the light and the glory embedded in your word. We receive the power that changes in your word. We open up our spirits we open up our souls. We receive your word into our bodies. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, speak to us by your spirit. Let every eyes be illuminated. Let every eyes of understanding be flooded with revelation knowledge. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We hereby confess according to your word that it has been given unto us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So we know by your spirit because it has been given unto us to know in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you because your anointing teaches us of all things. And we walk and abide in the truth that the anointing reveals to us. And we grow in it, we develop, we are strengthened in this truth. And we thank you, Lord, because all the glory is yours and all the praise. And um, thank you for bringing every of your children that should be here, here quickly. And I thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're still on this wonderful series of Believer's Authority. Hallelujah. Last week we began to look at uh, the weapon of our warfare. Hallelujah. Looking at the whole armor of God. Looking at the different uh, facets and sides and dimensions of the armor of God. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible calls it the whole armor of God. So it's one um, whole. And um, we, we have to put everything on together at once. Hallelujah. But you see, uh, the Spirit of God is revealing to us the many-sidedness of this one whole armor of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 10. Um, I would like to read from different translations so we can see it um, the way God would have us see it. Amen. Um, 
chapter number 10 it says finally i mean verse 10 ephesians chapter number 6 and verse 10 finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might hallelujah amen i like the way the knox translation puts that uh, verse it says draw your strength from the lord for that mastery which his power supplies be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from the Lord. Hallelujah. The strength to stand. The strength to um, be effective. And um, well held up. Is not the strength that comes from uh, our physical capabilities. It's the strength that comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not... In our own power and might is in the strength of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Living Bible translation puts it this way. It says, your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. Be strong in the Lord and let your strength come from the mighty power of God within you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice it didn't say, be strong in yourself, but be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from the Lord. I like the way the Amplified Version puts it. He says, be empowered through your union with Him, with the Lord, of course. Draw your strength from Him, that strength which His might provides. That strength which His might provides. Hallelujah. Amen. So what, what is He saying here? Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. He's saying, draw your strength from the Lord. Be strong in His might. The strength that His might provides glory to god hallelujah and then how does that come comes um through the spirit of god that has been given unto us on the inside of us amen um and that was a prayer the apostle paul was praying for the Ephesians in um some of the preceding preceding uh, chapters in that same book um in ephesians chapter number three start from verse 14 it says for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of our lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Amen. So this might, this strength we are talking about comes um, by the spirit of God within us, strengthening us. Glory to God. Amen. So in um, the face of crises and battles and the wars that the enemy um, arrays against us we are not to fight in our own strength we are not to fight in our own power we are to fight in the strength of the Lord hallelujah amen say with your mouth I am strong in the strength of the Lord amen praise God well sometimes some people might not feel like they are strong enough to uh, combat and take authority over the forces of darkness around them praise God Amen. Thank God you feel that way. Hallelujah. Well, because you are not going to use that strength that you feel like you don't have. Praise God. Or you feel like you should have. Hallelujah. It's the strength of the Lord that you use. Amen. The strength that His Spirit provides from on the inside of you. That is the strength that you use. Glory to God. And then in verse... Um, 11 it says put on 
the whole armor of God now. You know, it's just a whole together, alright? Not just armors in terms of um, uh, pieces of armor, amen? You know, they function together as a whole. Praise God. They function together as a whole, amen? Just like the whole um, human body functions together. Of course, um, there are parts in the body, praise God. And then you can begin to define the human body uh, looking at the different members within the body. But you see, these members cannot function um, separately apart from um, the body. They have to function together as a whole. Amen. So in the same vein, the armor of God, the whole armor of God functions together as a whole. Praise God. Amen. Now notice here, in verse 11 it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles of the devil. Amen. I like the way the Jordan translation puts it. It says, Put on God's uniform so as to be able to withstand the devil's tricks. What do you put on? God's uniform. Hallelujah. You see, this whole armor of God is God's own uniform. Glory to God. Amen. And every time God is seen and every time God moves, He moves in His full regalia. Hallelujah. If He moves in His full uniform, the whole armor of God is the uniform that God Himself puts on. Glory to God. Now He says we are to put on God's uniform. Hallelujah. Now what's God's uniform here? Amen. It is the whole armor of God. Let's always say the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I like the way the Philips translation puts it. It says, put on, God, put on God's complete armor. Let someone say complete. Do you see that? Put on God's complete armor so that you can successfully resist all the devil's methods of attack. Hallelujah. All the devil's methods of attack. So put on the complete armor of God. I like the way um, the basic translation puts it here. It says, take up God's instrument of war. Hallelujah. Amen. So God wages war with this full armor, with this complete armor, with this uniform. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see that? So that's the uniform God puts on and we all are to put on the same uniform as his children because we are not apart from our Father. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Glory to God. Ephesians again, chapter number 6 and verse 12. The next verse, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Do you see that? Hallelujah. I believe you know that this is revelation knowledge. Amen. I said amen. amen. Somebody didn't discover this in the laboratory. This is God's own knowledge unveiled to us that, you see, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Let someone say flesh and blood. Uh-huh, that's not our target. Our target is not against flesh and blood. Amen. I like the way um, another translation puts it here. It says, For it is not against human enemies that we have to wrestle. Hallelujah. Not human enemies. Flesh and blood. Not human enemies. Praise the Lord. Not your uncle. Not your mother. Not your father. Not your niece or nephew or nephews as the case may be. Not your cousins. Not your boss. Not your roommate. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
that's not your enemy. If you're fighting that kind of a battle, you are targeting the wrong enemy. Amen? So that gives room so, so much for the enemy, the right one to really attack. Hallelujah. Praise God. For rest not against human enemies. I like the way another translation puts it, the Barclay translation. It says, for rest not against any human foe. Do you see that? She's saying the same thing. She's saying the same thing. Amen. The Living Bible Translation puts it this way. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. You see, a lot of people will go around different prayer meetings, praying against their uncles, praying against a grandmother in, in the village, or one old woman in the village. You're wasting your time. Revelation knowledge says you're not wrestling against, you know, human enemies. You're not wrestling against people made of flesh and blood. Hallelujah. You see, the Philip translation is putting it so direct to us. It says, for our warfare is not against any physical enemy. Physical. Do you see that? Amen. I like the new life. It's very direct. Our fight is not with people. <laughs> Glory to God. Our fight is not with people. Amen. If you are fighting people, you are wasting your time. The devil will just keep smiling and look at this one. Amen. He's gotten the focus wrong. The target is wrong. And so when you target at the wrong thing, you miss the right one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Do you see that? I said do you see that? Amen. I said amen. Now verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Hallelujah. And having done all to stand. Another one says, and having done all to stand on shaking. Amen. Some are bastardized and some are devastated after a major spiritual um, crisis whatsoever in their lives. God wants you to go through that, you know, and come out unshaken. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And having done all to stand, stand unshaken. Hallelujah. And that one says, stand still holding your own ground. Stand still holding your own ground. Not losing it. Having done all to stand. Stand on shaking. Stand still holding your own ground. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, just, I just perceive that we should just go through these different um, translations and see for ourselves, you know, from different dimensions. Amen. Another one says, um, to stand on staggered steel. Hallelujah. Unstaggered still. In other words, you are still standing unstaggered, unshaken. Hallelujah. Still holding your ground. Still holding your ground. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. Another one says to stand still remaining as victors on the field. Remaining as victors on the field. Amen. Another one says remaining as victors on the field of battle. Glory to God. The truth is that 
there are battles going on in the realm of the spirit, unseen battles. Uh, some expect the battles to, to be seen so they can get involved physically. Amen? Well, um, it's, it's an unseen battle. Praise God. Unseen. Not um, perceivable by the five physical senses. It's a spiritual um, demonic persecution against those who are God trying to lure them away from the path of righteousness and the path of truth. Hallelujah. And so we have to stand our ground and then hold our ground, not losing it. Stand on shaking, stand on staggered steel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Now verse 14. It says, Stand therefore, having your loins got about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, we talked so much last week on um, the belt of truth. Hallelujah. Now, that's the first dimension of this whole armor of God, God's own uniform. The first dimension of it is um, the belt of truth. Glory to God. That it takes abiding in the truth to discern falsehood. Without abiding in the truth, you cannot discern falsehood. It takes knowing the truth to know what is something that looks like it or something that is apart from it. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. amen. The belt of truth does a smartness in the realm of the spirit. The belt of truth. Glory to God. And the word of God is that truth. John 17 and verse 17. Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Hallelujah. The word of God is the truth. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. amen. So as we take time to abide in the word, particularly um, attaining doctrinal balance. You see, thank you Lord, I have to speak on this a little bit. There are a lot of believers who don't have doctrinal balance. Doctrinal alignment is zero. And the devil takes advantage of this so much. When he understands that you don't have doctrinal balance, he can subtly come in and lay away from the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. And so you have to get your balance in the truth of the word of God. Now, what do you get your balance in? First and foremost, you must be rooted and grounded in um, the basic principles um, of the doctrine of Christ. They are the elementary but they are, I mean, the elementary principles, of course, of basic, basic principles of the doctrine of Christ. Hebrews. Hebrews chapter number 6. These things you must go over and make sure the foundation is set in your life. Amen. The belt of truth. Doctrinal balance is very, very vital. For any believer who is going to stand against the wicked one, you must be doctrinally balanced. Amen? Your fulcrum must not be shifted. Your pivot must be centered. Huh? Praise God. Correct CG. Center of gravity. Hallelujah. Verse 1. Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works let someone say repentance from dead works 
Amen. It's one of the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ. Repentance from dead works. Hallelujah. You must understand that. Amen. Well, anyone who is coming to um, the church here uh, goes through those basics in the foundation school. Amen. I don't think I should be teaching that. That's not the focus of um, this series. Hallelujah. Repentance from dead works and faith towards God. Faith towards God. Let's not say faith towards God. Say it again. And the third one is the doctrine of baptisms. The doctrine of what? Baptisms. Amen. There are different kinds of baptisms according to the word of God. There's baptism into Christ. There's baptism, you know, um, of water. And there's baptism of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Doctrine of baptisms. Plural. And of laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. Hallelujah. How many of us have had your pastor somewhere, you know, uh, maybe in your church at home or anywhere in your fellowship who came out and said, I want to teach on laying on of hands. The doctrine of laying on of hands. Amen. A lot of people don't understand that. It's basic. You must understand laying on of hands. Amen. Some have contracted wrong spirits by having wrong hands laid on them. Hallelujah. Amen. Wrong hands laid on them. There was a lady like that and I was to pray with and I, I, I moved near and I sensed in the spirit, amen, not in the flesh, praise God. <laughs> you don't sense a demon in the flesh because demons are not flesh, I mean, flesh and blood. You understand what I'm trying to say? They are fleshly. They are carnal, alright? Demons are carnal, amen? But they are not flesh and blood. Do you understand that? There are three realms of existence of life. There's the realm of flesh and blood, the realm of the seen. There's the realm of the spiritual, the realm of the unseen. And there's the realm of the eternal, the realm of the life of God. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about uh, flesh and blood. Amen. Hallelujah. So I perceived in the spirit and I uh, sensed that there were some demons troubling her. Now she's a Christian. Amen. She's not possessed. Praise God. Hallelujah. But hands have been laid on her wrongly. Glory to God. And we have to deal with that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, uh, the doctrine of laying of hands is very, very important. Anyone um, whom you are not so sure of his integrity in the ministry, um, that you don't have a release for the person to lay hands on you, don't let the person lay hands on you. Alright? I always ask people, can you have hands laid on you? Would you? Would you have hands laid on you? And then he says, no. Praise God, I don't feel angry. Amen. Hallelujah. The person has a right to say, I don't want hands laid on me. Praise God. Do you see that? Aha. Uh-huh. The doctrine of laying on of hands. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Do you see that? And of resurrection of the dead. Resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. So you see, the devil can cause people to err when they don't understand the basics. Resurrection of the dead. Amen. The doctrine of resurrection of the dead. The first phase of that resurrection was when Jesus was raised from the dead. When he was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Quickened by the Spirit of God when he uh, became our perfect substitute. And then we have entered into the same resurrection when we entered into Christ 
by grace through faith. Do you understand that? We were quickened alongside with him. Ephesians 2. Amen. From verses 1 through to uh, 6, 7, 8 downwards. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that, that's the first phase of the resurrection. And then the Bible talks about the resurrection of the dead on the last day. The day of the Lord. Hallelujah. When he who is alive shall appear in the sky. And then the Bible says, those who have slept in the Lord will be raised first. They won't prevent, you know, those who are alive will not prevent those who um, are already dead. They shall be raised first. That's first resurrection. Amen. Raised first. Amen. Raised first. To meet the Lord in the sky. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Amen. The quickening. The first one is the quickening. That's the first dimension of it. The second one is that which shall happen. Amen. Those who have slept in the, in, in, in the Lord, when he was alive shall appear. Those who are alive in the body shall be cut off. But those who are dead first shall be first and foremost quickened, raised from the dead. Hallelujah. And then we shall go also. Amen. Then what is the time? He says before. I don't know the timing. Amen. Don't ask me that. But it shall be raised first. Hallelujah. Well, if you are a researcher into things like that, <laughs> if you have scriptures for them, amen. If you don't have scriptures for anything, if you research into it, you will err. Amen. Do not err, my beloved brethren. You know how people err? Finding scriptures for what? The Bible. Finding, you know, um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Before the beginning, what happened? God is, was in one planet called uh, Totorito. And then they begin to err, say all kinds of terrible things. <laughs> that the apple Adam ate, you know, was sex and all kinds of terrible things like that. Because, you see, they don't have truth. They just want to be philosophical. Hallelujah. Don't do that. Praise God. Stay on the word. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. Glory to God. Now notice here, he says, and of eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. A lot of people are in backsliding state today because they don't understand eternal judgment. Amen. They feel like, well, God can't take them any longer, so let them just stay in sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. They don't understand eternal judgment. You see, these are the things we have to understand. Well, if you demand that I, would, that I teach it one of these days, I will. Praise God, as the Spirit of God also helps me. Amen. I said, Amen. The judgment of a Christian is different from the judgment of an unbeliever. Amen. And where we shall be judged, there are different places. Glory to God. You have to understand those basics so that you, the devil does not, you know, bring you to a point whereby you begin to condemn yourself for, forever because you don't understand the basics of the Word of God. Hallelujah. And in some churches, that is not the major thing. They don't teach it. Amen. But you, you have to study it yourself if they don't teach it. Amen. Don't blame it on your pastor. Praise God. He might not know any better. Hallelujah. There are pastors like that. They don't know any better. Amen. The time appointed of the Father had not come. So they jumped into the ministry. Alright. So everybody is a child. Amen. Praise God. The Lord have mercy on us. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, doctrinal balance. The belt of truth. You must be balanced in doctrine so that the devil does not take advantage of you. If he knows you are not balanced in doctrine, he can suggest things to you. Amen? Hallelujah. 
I said hallelujah. I remember there was a lady that came to me and said, I think a lot of naughty and dirty thoughts are, I hope the devil is not living in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. You see, when people talk that way, you know where they are talking from. Amen. They are talking from a shallowness that is as a result of not feeding on the word of God. Ignorance. Ignorance. I said ignorance. Amen. Amen. One had a word of knowledge, in quotes. And then he said like 24, you know, angels were living in someone. Angels. Hallelujah. All kinds of terrible things. When Sometimes there was one that said if you go and buy carrot to eat carrot, that you will be seeing visions eating carrot. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You see people do some silly things and then you sit down. How could someone go and buy carrot just to see visions? Is the person daft? Why? You see, there's no that doctrinal balance. Amen. There's no doctrinal balance. And so the devil takes advantage of that. Amen. I said amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I remember another prophet told another one that your mother is a witch. Hallelujah. And all your brothers are possessed. Amen. I said, have you perceived that before, personally? He said, no, but I believe the prophet of God. Amen. I said, you see, a prophet does not come to divide a house. Amen. If your mother is possessed, amen, the Spirit of God will reveal it to you. Does that mean you should hate her? No. Why the revelation? So you can, you know, order your conversation aright. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. Could a mother of someone be possessed? Yes. It's a possibility. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then the person came, said, um, he's not going home again. In fact, he doesn't want to see any of his family members. He's trying to run away from them. Hallelujah. And then he said he's going to the ATM to cash some money. I said, who sent the money to you? He said, my mother. Uh. I said, you are stupid. Amen. I felt like giving him a knock on the head. You don't want to have anything to do with a witch. And then you spend the money of a witch. Can't that money minister witchcraft to you? Huh? I don't know how people reason. Your wife is a witch. Your mother is a witch. Your husband is possessed. This one is... And then makes the person an enemy of everybody. Because the person does not have doctrinal balance. So everybody is a witch. If I doesn't trust himself too. No. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Be balanced in doctrine. Seek balance in doctrine. Seek balance in doctrine. Amen. Seek balance in doctrine. Hallelujah. I remember a brother in UI. Oh, it was a painful incident. Died before his time. Hallelujah. Left a gathering under a covering and didn't go out the way he should go out. And then he just left that way. And then began to teach people heresies. Not under any covering, 
to ensure accountability and reckoning. Amen. Began to teach heresies and all that. And they called him to order. He wouldn't listen. Praise God. And then in, in the evening, it was raining. And then he was going back to his room. And the thunder, you know, struck like that. Boom! And then he hit him on the floor and he died. Amen. And went to be with the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Why? A young man. An undergraduate. Praise God. Because he, he would not stay in the truth. Doctrinal balance will help you. Be balanced in doctrine. Amen. Seek it. Feed on the word of God. Be balanced in doctrine. So that when you hear anything, you will know how to sieve it. Some don't have sievers or sieves as the case may be. They don't have sieves to sieve what they hear. It is doctrinal balance that will help you sieve out all right, anything that could be poisonous to your system. And then you can allow in the good part that will bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. When the minister was mentioned and he said, well, anybody who offends him will give him a holy slap. Amen. And then you went and said, a great man of God said, you give people holy slaps. And you begin to give holy slap all around. Amen. That's, there's no doctrinal balance there. He might say that in a humorous way does not mean he's saying that you should be giving people holy slaps. You have to sieve it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But if you're not balancing doctrine, there's no way you can sieve what people say and then take in the truth and leave the lie alone. Can somebody say amen to that? Doctrinal balance will help you. Belt of truth. Hallelujah. And secondly, under that belt of truth, instructions. Instructions from the Lord. Hallelujah. Doctrinal balance, instructions from the Lord. The Lord will give you specific instructions on how to run some things as they pertain to your life. You must run them according to divine instructions. Now, doctrinal balance is born out of studying the written word and getting to understand the divine counsel of God in the written word of God. That is what ministers doctrinal balance. But there's also instructional um, um, uh, directions or directives, as the case may be, that the Lord gives you. Telling you to do something specific. Go about it this way. Don't do it now. Do it then. Do it at so-so time. Instructions. Hallelujah. In Psalm 32 and verse 8, he says, I will instruct you. I will tell you what to do. And then he says, I will teach you in the way you should go. And then I will guide you with my own eyes. So you are not like the mule that is too slow or the horse that is too fast. Amen. You can follow the cloud of glory. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. So the belt of truth. Belt of truth. The belt of truth. Glory to God. You see that? And then he talks about... After the belt of truth there, he says, what? The breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Now, by, by putting on the whole arm of God, we shall be able to withstand all the tricks of the wicked one. He uses tricks, you know. He uses gimmicks. He uses strategies, hallelujah, to get at believers, tricks, 
You know, someone said this, and I meditated on it. I considered it in light of the Word of God, and I believe it with my, with my whole heart. He said, to the, to the degree that the devil can deceive you, is the same degree he can defeat you. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 and verse 27 says, And give no place to the devil. If you give him one room, he's going to have it. If you give him two rooms, he will have it. If you give him whatever place you give him, he's going to take it. So, don't say, well, why is the devil, uh, why has he taken social place in my life? Is the place you have given him. Amen. Repent and get him out. Glory to God. Do you see that? I said, do you see that? Amen. The breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness must be well understood. From the standpoint of that which we have received from God that we did not labor for. The Bible calls it the righteousness which is of faith. The righteousness which is of the law speaks on this wise. The man who does them shall live by them. Take time to study Romans chapter 10. Read everything. Amen. Study Romans 3. Read everything. Study Romans 9. Read everything. Alright. Philippians 3. Read everything. Glory to God. Amen. The righteousness which is of the law speaks on this wise. The man who does them shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. He says, the word is now the verse 8 of that same Romans chapter 10. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. So the righteousness which of faith speaks in this wise that you just have to confess that Jesus is the Lord of your life and believe in your heart, then you are a partaker of that righteousness. Hallelujah. God gives you that righteousness as a gift. Glory to God. And then in Romans chapter 5 and verse 17, the Bible calls the righteousness gift. 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 Hallelujah. Gift. The gift of righteousness. Amen. In uh, Philippians 3, if you start the reading from verse 6 downwards, the Bible calls it the righteousness which is of faith. In Romans um, chapter number 10, if you start the reading from verse 6 downwards, the Bible calls it the righteousness which is of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. The same thing in Romans chapter number 3, the righteousness which is of faith. But you see, this righteousness of faith is not everything that God wants us to manifest as Christians. Amen. He wants us to demonstrate this righteousness in our actions, in our daily living. Praise the Lord. There's righteousness as that imparted unto you, and there's righteousness demonstrated by faith. Hallelujah. You demonstrate it by faith. The Bible calls it good works. Amen. Study the book written to the pastors. First Timothy, Second Timothy. Uh, Titus, hallelujah and then you find out that the Bible encourages us to have good works, good works hallelujah, good deeds, actions born out of a consciousness of righteousness hallelujah, do you see that in 1 Corinthians um, chapter number 15, if you read from verse 33 and 34 downwards Paul was encouraging the Corinthians on something very important. He said they should awake to righteousness and what? And sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. Amen. Awake to righteousness. So the breastplate of righteousness covers the heart. Breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Knowing that God has forgiven you 
God has forgiven you and is not holding anything against you. You must have a clear-cut understanding, not by feeling, but by knowing that God has done it because His Word says so. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you start the reading from verse 19 downwards, it says God was personally in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing upon them their trespasses. Do you see that? Not imputing upon them their trespasses. We have redemption in Him, in whom we have redemption. And even the forgiveness, another translation says, remission of sins. God remitted it. He blotted it out. Every handwriting of ordinances against us. Blotting it out and then nailing it to His cross. Glory to God. Amen. Something is happening now. You attack it. If you're standing on the Word of God and something wants to go wrong, you say, devil, get your hands off my money. Get your hands off my health. Get your hands off my spiritual life. Get your hands off my children. Get your hands off my work. Get your hands off my scholarship. Amen. You take authority. You don't say, maybe the sins you committed in the past, they are coming against you. They are fighting you again. Maybe God has remembered the sins of your youth. Hallelujah. You know, some, some think that way. Because they are not balanced in doctrine. They are not well taught. So they, they, have, they entertain and nurse all kinds of, you know, naughty thinking or thoughts. Hallelujah. He says, your iniquity, your sin, I will remember no more. I will not remember. God says, I will not remember it. Amen. Well, if you are trying to remind God, that's your own business. Hallelujah. God says, I will not remember it. I don't want to remind him of what he will not remember. Would you? I said, would you? Would you want to remember, remind God of what he will not remember? No. I don't want to remind him of what he would not remember. Glory to God. Amen. He says, I will not remember them so. Thank you, Lord, because they are not remembered. Amen. That's faith. Faith does not argue with the word of God. Faith says, yea, when God says, yea. Faith says, nay, when God says, nay. Anything more than this, the Bible calls it what? Is of the evil one. Is of the evil one. And all the promises of God in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, by us, they are what? They are yea and they are amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You see, so this, this righteousness as, as um, that which has been imparted unto us can be acted out. We can demonstrate it. We put things, things right when we see them wrong. Amen. We put them right. That's righteousness. When you see iniquity thriving, you judge it. That's righteousness. The Bible says love does what? Rejoices in the truth. Does not rejoice in iniquity, does it? No. No. That's righteousness. Amen. That's demonstrating it. Praise God. The Bible says the scepter of thy kingdom is what? The scepter of righteousness. For thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity therefore. God has anointed thee with the oil of what? Of gladness above thy fellows. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see that? So righteousness is meant to be demonstrated. And when you begin to leave it out and demonstrate it, the Bible calls it holiness. Hallelujah. It is godliness. And God wants to see the fruit of our righteousness. Hallelujah. Righteousness is fruitful. I say righteousness is fruitful. Amen. So let that righteousness be a fruit in you. Glory to God. You see that? I said you see that? Amen. 
I said Amen. I said Amen. Now let's, let's move on. The breastplate of righteousness. And then what's the next thing that he says there? Amen. Having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with what? The preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, do you know that is attacking when you go out to preach the gospel? Amen. It's attacking. And that is a measure, a dimension of the whole armor of God. Hallelujah. How many of us have it in our regular schedule to, to preach the gospel? Sincerely, wave your hand. So that means not everybody is putting on the whole armor of God. It's not complete yet. But that's the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Is that part of it? Is preaching the gospel, having on the standards of the preparation of the gospel, your feet short with the preparation of the, the gospel of peace. The gospel of good tidings. Hallelujah. Huh? So if you don't have it in your schedule, I know why the devil is attacking some now. You see that? It must be part of your regular schedule. How many of us schedule it into our you know, day-to-day activities to eat? To eat. Make meal eat. Wave your hands, come on, everybody. Come on, I mean wave your hand. Let me see your hands. Everybody does that. Amen. Now, we are talking about completeness of the armor, right? If you take one out, is it complete again? He says, put on the whole armor of God. Did he say, put on um, some of the armor? Did he say, put on part of it? He said, put on the whole armor of God. All. Everything has to function together. Amen? That's what makes it whole. You have to schedule into your, your timetable, schedule into your daily activities the gospel, preaching the gospel, talking to someone about Jesus from your heart in an attacking way. Amen. That's how to spread the kingdom of God and spread the kingdom influence. Some, they get saved and enjoy the grace of God. If you have tasted that God is gracious, amen, why not give the same grace to others to taste? Amen. Of course, some of you have films that, when having viewed the film, you carry the CD. You know, have you viewed this one? Wow. Take. You enjoy it. Amen. And then you give that same film to someone to, to view. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, the person who um, actually um, did the film, organized it, or as the case may be, they give you that business of... Um, Salesmanship, amen. We are spreading it all around. How much more he who has given us the great commission. Hallelujah. Do you see that? If preaching the gospel is not part of your schedule, there's a loose point in your life through which the devil can attack. Did you hear that? Am I talking the Bible here? See the way you are looking at me as <laughs> Am I preaching the gospel? This is the gospel truth, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. See? Put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Whole. Whole. And then it goes on to say, Your feet shot about with the preparation of the gospel of peace, 
And then verse 16, above all of these, taking the shield of faith, taking the shield of faith. Uh, let me read this to you from some other translations here. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith thou shalt be able to quench the fury, all the fiery darts of the wicked. Alright, the Weymouth's translation puts it this way. Take on the shield which faith provides. What provides it? Faith. The shield of faith is not one small thing like this. Hallelujah. And then you are defending like this. No, that's not a shield of faith. <laughs> that's something else. That's the covering of doubt. Amen. That's not a shield of faith. Hallelujah. It is the shield that faith provides. I like the basic translation. It says, using faith as a cover to keep off all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Cover. I believe if you want to take cover, for example. Amen. <laughs> you don't say, well, maybe they are shooting around and you want to take cover. You don't do it like this. Is this, is this <laughs> what about all these parts? When you're trying to cover your head, like, that's not a shield of faith. And then you do like this. And then you, are, you know, worried. when you take the shield of faith, it's an absolute covering. It shields you. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it. And they are what? And they are saved. What does that mean? It is a covering around you. That's the shield of faith. When you are in faith, you don't worry about whatever again. It's a covering all around you. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Amen. The shield that faith provides... And then another translation says this says it this way using faith as a cover. Cover. Glory to God. Amen. Now, if faith is a cover, amen, then what is doubt? Amen is an uncover. What does doubt do? Doubt of I mean exposes, right? Some say I have the right to doubt a little bit. After I'm human, amen. And then you have the right to be attacked a little bit. After all, you are human. Can you bear that too? Hey, we should believe all the time. Can we always believe all the time? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. When if you can't believe all the time, what happens? You'll be attacked all the time. Can you bear that? And then you believe all the time. Glory to God. Faith is not an occasional thing with us. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 1 and verse 17, For the just shall live by what? Faith. Faith. Hallelujah. Breathing for you, breathing in oxygen and breathing out whatever, you know, is not good for you. Amen. <laughs> is it an occasional thing with you? No. You do that all the time. Amen. How many of us got tired of breathing? Just feel like, what is this breathing thing about? I have to get tired of it now. I just, I just want to do without it. Amen? And that's death. The just shall live by faith. You don't get tired of living by faith. That's how we live the new life. 
If any man be in Christ, a brand new man, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He has become a new man. The new man lives the new life. The new life is lived by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk. Amen. 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 24. He says, For we stand. We stand by faith. We stand. Do you see that? We live by faith. We stand by faith. We walk by faith. We receive answers to prayers by faith. We are justified by grace through faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? We have peace with God through faith. Having been justified, you know, by faith, we have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Hallelujah. So we don't get tired of, of living by faith. That's the way we live. Amen. And then you see, we don't get tired of hearing the message of faith. Hallelujah. We don't get tired. Amen. You don't say, well, um, last week I took um, rice and beans for breakfast. And so, throughout this month, I'm not going to take rice. I'm not going to take beans for breakfast. In fact, I'm not going to eat it all through. Hallelujah. Amen. We're in a kind of a setting like this that we don't have too many foods. Amen. <laughs> then you just keep cracking your brain. What do I eat? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now notice here, it calls faith a cover. Do you see that? Let someone say cover. Using faith as a cover to keep off all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Stay in faith always. Doubt is not an option. For a child of God, doubt or doubting is not an option. James, the Apostle James, puts it this way in James 1 and verse 5. Does anyone lack wisdom? Let him ask of God. Another translation says, does anyone lack direction? No, does not know how to go about something? Let him ask of God that gives liberally unto all men and obedient not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he who wavers is just like the, the wind tossed to and fro. Hallelujah. He says, let not a man think in his heart. Such a man. Don't let him think in his heart that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For what? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Hallelujah. I believe none of us here loves instability. You want to be stable, eh? You don't want to marry a wife that is unstable. Ye nay, ye nay, nay ye, nay ye. <laughs> Says yes today and then nay tomorrow. And nay, tomorrow, yay, the day after. Hallelujah. He says, excuse me, I can do without you. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That is how to live. We live by faith. Stability comes by faith. Covering is by faith. Hallelujah. Shield yourself from all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Amen. The NAB translation says, In all circumstances, hold up faith before you as a shield. Hold it up. As a shield. Hallelujah. Another one says, The new life, most important of all, you need a covering of faith in front of you. Most important of all. Amen. Because I, I don't think any man who has been attacked in, uh, in battle 
on the battlefield can fight any longer. You need to save the life of that kind of a man. Right? You want to carry the man to somewhere you can save the life of the man. So most important of all is what? Faith. In fact, it takes faith to use all order. The belt of truth, you faith it. Amen? Breastplate of righteousness, you what? You faith it. It takes faith to put on the sandals of the pressure of the gospel of peace. Amen? Your feet being shod. You know, you faith that too. Glory to God. The word says, you know, go into the whole world, preach the gospel to every creature. Whosoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Whosoever does not believe shall be damned. And so you act on that word faith. Hallelujah. Do you see that? So, most important of all, put before your very eyes, put before you, what? The shield of faith, the covering of faith. Hallelujah. Faith as a covering. Glory to God. I love Jordan translation. Oh, this is good. Amen. He says, above all, take the bulletproof vest of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see this? Hallelujah. <laughs> and let me read it again to you. Amen. Above all. Let someone say above all. Say it again. Take the bulletproof vest of faith. Amen. You see that? Bullet, bulletproof vest of faith. Hallelujah. So, you have to understand the basics of faith. Amen. You must know three basic things you have to know about faith. Amen. How faith comes. Number one, what faith is, how faith comes, and how to release faith. That doesn't mean you can't know some other things. Amen. But you must know basically three things about faith. What faith is, apart from what it is not. How faith comes. Amen. And how to release it. Praise God. Meet your... Um, pastors, hallelujah, to teach you on that. Amen? We are not teaching on faith, we are teaching on believers' authority. Hallelujah. Of course, you know what faith is, praise God. Faith is the substance of the things we hope for, the evidence of the things not seen. That's just direct definition, but you have to understand it by revelation. Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for. The word substance there in the Greek, it means the foundation of your expectation. So you don't get an expectation before you get faith. Alright? You get the foundation for that expectation and the expectation will emanate from the foundation. Just like you don't build first and foremost the superstructure and then you now go underneath holding up the superstructure so you can build the substructure, the foundation. Do you do that? What do you build first? The foundation, and having built the foundation, you now build what? The superstructure. That's how it's done. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for. The evidence of the things not seen. Faith is, I have confidence. I am confident that that which I'm expecting will happen. And what is that confidence? It is the word. Do you see that? Well, that's, that's just that. It's much more than that. We can split it much more than that. Amen? But just get that. How does faith come? 
Romans 10 and verse 17. Amen. The first scripture there, what faith is, Hebrews 11, 1. What faith is, Hebrews 11, 1. Amen. Romans 10, 17, that's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Amen. You want faith for finances? Then begin to hear words of God concerning finances. Amen. Gather all the scriptures concerning finances. Get tapes and books concerning finances. Begin to feed yourself. You want to hear about the Great Commission? Get books. Read scriptures concerning the Great Commission. Faith will come that way. Hallelujah. Concerning whatsoever that you desire, get the word. It starts with the word. Faith starts with what? The word. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If the will of God is not known, faith is not going to begin at all. It has not begun at all. Amen? It has to begin when the will of God is known as touching a matter. And that's why a lot of people, they are using what is called stubbornness. They suppose it for faith. Hey, I will get it. I will get it. I will get it now. And then they say, come. What, what is the confidence that you have that you get it? No, leave me. I will get it now. Hey, get it, get it, get it. And then they scatter everywhere. At the end of the day, they don't get it. <laughs> and then they begin to blame it on God. I guess, I believe, Lord. I was... I believed. Yet the, the, the person didn't believe. That's not how to believe. Amen. It begins with the word of God. And then you see just, it's just stubbornness. Just shouting all around. With, there's no substance for their shouts. There's nothing wrong shouting glory to God. What is the substance of our shouting? Amen. The word. Hallelujah. The shield of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. How do you release faith? You release faith speaking. Acting on the word. That's how to release faith. Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. That's how to release faith. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So the Bible talks here about the shield of faith. He says above all. Now, when the Bible says above all, when the Holy Ghost says above all, you better take it as that. Above all. Above all. Thank you, Lord. It just reminded me of something. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, I love that. Hallelujah. You see that? <clears throat> now, now notice here, He says, above all, verse 16, Take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. Now, notice here, the Bible didn't say, that by which you shall be able to quench all the weak darts, darts of the wicked. Weak darts of the wicked. He said, fiery. Amen. Now, we are not glorifying the devil here, but the Bible says, fiery darts. Amen. That's why we have to put on the whole armor of God. <laughs> no, that's the truth. Amen. I said that's the truth. Amen. Amen. Don't say you just want to say, okay, devil, begin to shoot at me. Begin to shoot. I remove the whole armor of God. Begin to shoot. No. You'll be destroyed that way. Amen. You don't do that. You put on God's uniform. <laughs> Hallelujah. Huh? Do you see that? 
Put on God's uniform. Glory to God. Above all, let someone say above all. Say it again. Say it again. In all you do, in taking your stand against the wicked one, don't forget this. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Amen? You can't afford a moment of doubt. It's dangerous. Can you? You cannot. Say to your neighbor, can you afford a moment of doubt? You cannot. <laughs> oh, you cannot in Jesus' name. Stay in faith. Stay in faith. Shout it loud. Stay in faith. Hallelujah. Stay in faith. Glory to God. I remember when I was trying to really master this truth. I'm still growing in, in understanding, alright? But at least I've gotten a mastery of it to a level, to a degree, a good level. Amen. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. The nights I normally had attacks of the wicked one, were nights I was actually down, really down, thinking evil, thinking that ah, life has been unfair, thinking that God is slack, thinking that God is not, you know, really moving and doing things the way should that should I try to help him? Amen. And such nights the devil will strike. But I didn't notice. But there was a time I was meditating. And as I was meditating, I, I just the Spirit of God just opened my eyes of understanding to discover that trend. Every time of attack was a time of sadness, bad thoughts, thinking that God is not mindful of you, and the devil strikes. I said, eh, Amen. You see, I can't afford to be sad. I can't afford it. Can you? <laughs> I cannot. So everything is that let me just be sad for a moment. I can't afford it. The Bible says rejoice for how long? Amen. Well, God did God actually see that men and women will go through challenges when he said that? Did he see that? Of course we know he declares the end from the beginning, right? Uh, so God saw that men will go through one or two challenges. Jesus told his disciples, He said, In this world you shall what? You shall have. I'm not deceiving you, you shall have tribulations. But be of good cheer. Have what? Be of good cheer. I have what? I have what? Hallelujah. Do you see that? So God knows that we would have one or two challenges against our faith. Amen. But He said, Rejoice evermore. Hallelujah. So, in spite of whatever we face, we have to learn to rejoice. We have to learn to rejoice. Rejoicing. Hallelujah. Say rejoicing. Say again. Say it again. Rejoicing. Amen. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. So don't give him a place. Don't give him a place. Don't give the devil a place. Hallelujah. Mm. And then you see, the devil knows something that you have known the truth. Alright? So what he wants to do, he wants to get to you through those who have not known the truth. Your loved ones. And then he can slap one. Bah! And then that one is down. To affect your joy. You know he can't slap you that way. Amen? So what you do, you spread the cover of prayer over them. 
and then refuse to be anxious. If you don't know how to be anxious, you have to know how not to be anxious. Hello? Philippians 4 and verse 6, what does it say about anxiety? He says, be anxious for nothing. Nothing. Let's always say nothing. That's nothing. No thing. Don't let it cause you to be anxious. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with what? Make your request known unto God. Hallelujah. With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Make it known. And having made it known, is he able to handle it? So leave it with him. First Peter 5, 7. What does he say? Casting all your cares upon the Lord for what? He cares for you. The Bible says, Cast your burdens upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Hallelujah. Cast your burdens upon the Lord. He shall what? Sustain thee. You say, well, why? Let me just worry a little bit about it. Can you afford worry? If worry were to be on the shelf and you, you want to buy it, can you pay for it? Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see that? Mm. So above all, please don't forget that. And that's why we are talking on faith and striking it above all. Taking the sheet of faith, wherewith thou shalt be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation. What is the helmet of salvation? Now here he's talking about the helmet of salvation, which is the hope of salvation. Alright? Now, let me prove that to you. Praise God. Turn your Bibles to Second Thessalonians so that you know that the helmet being referred to here is the helmet of what? The hope of salvation. I believe you know what the hope of salvation is. Praise God. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians, I beg your pardon, chapter number 5. First Thessalonians, chapter number 5. And let us read verse 8. But let us who of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an ailment, what? The hope of salvation. Do you see that? So the salvation we refer to here is what? The hope of salvation. That is the expectation that immortality shall come when He who is our life shall be revealed. Hallelujah. And in the twinkle of an eye we shall be caught up. You expect it constantly. If you lose sight of that expectation, the whole armor is not there yet. It has to be whole. Keep that in view. Expect it. Glory to God. Constantly. 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 Expecting it. Titus chapter number 2. Is Titus in your Bible? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless God for Titus. Amen. Titus chapter number 2. For those who are pastoring, holding one leadership role or the other, the books, 
written to pastors must be read every week for you to lead the way God wants you to lead. Amen. Read it again and again. First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus. Amen. But we are in Titus 2 now. Amen. Titus chapter number 2. Verse 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live how? Soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. Looking, do you see the word looking there? Looking for that blessed hope. What is that blessed hope? The hope of our salvation. The redemption of our bodies. Huh? The Bible says now is your salvation nearer than when you believed, you first believed. Amen? Which salvation is he talking about there? The hope of our salvation. Immortality. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Do you see that? Looking. We keep looking and expecting. We keep looking and expecting. We keep looking and expecting. Glory to God. We keep looking and expecting. Hallelujah. We keep looking and what? Expecting. Second Timothy 4 and verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of what? Righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love what is appearing. Now the hope of salvation is loving his appearing. You love it. Your passion is involved. Your expectation is up for it. The helmet of what? Of the hope of salvation. You put it on. Expecting. You straighten up. Purify. Get rid of anything that could stop you from expecting him well the way you ought to. Hallelujah. You put them behind and you begin to expect. You begin to expect. You love his appearing. You love it. Hallelujah. Say with your mouth, I love the appearing of my Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Say it again. I love the appearing of my Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Whosoever has this hope in himself, what does he do? He purifies himself even as he who has called him is pure. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Now let's go on. Hope of salvation. We have, we have done that. And um, here he talks about taking the helmet of salvation, the hope of salvation. And what? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Word of God. Hallelujah. Let's always say sword of the Spirit. Say it again. Say it again. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. I said Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. Now, you see, the sword of the Spirit here is not talking about the sword of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's talking about the sword of your recreated human spirit. Because, you see, if you read in the Greek, there's only one word for spirit. It's called pneuma. 
And many times, if you don't read in context, you would not know that uh, the word spirit, alright, either in small or in capital letter, is referring to either the spirit of man or the spirit of God, if you don't read in context. But if you read in context, you understand, amen. Now, the whole arm of God here, who is to put it on? Huh? Huh? The Holy Ghost, who is to put it on here? We are to put it on, praise God. Do you see that? So the sword here is the sword of the Spirit, the sword that the Spirit of God gives you through your recreated human spirit. In other words, the Word abiding in you. Now, I can point to us places where, you know, small s was used as in spirit, and it wasn't referring to man. Because some people say, they generalize, say, wherever it is small s, it is the Spirit of man. Whenever it is big s, it is the Spirit of God. Amen? But that's not correct. I said that's not correct. Hallelujah. Let's check that out in Galatians. Galatians chapter number 5. Are you there? Let's read from verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Now notice the, the word spirit there. The first letter is S. Abby, you know that. Amen. Small S or capital S. Capital S. Right? Okay. Walk in the Holy Spirit. Is that what he's saying there? Okay, let's read on. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit. Does the flesh lust against the Holy Spirit? No, no, no. You see the word capital S there, right? The second in verse um, 17 is still capital S, right? Are you here? If you are here, say, Amen. Amen. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that the Holy Spirit will not do what he would. Is that what is written in your Bible? So that you will not do what you would. Do you see that? Huh? So is he referring to the Holy Spirit here? You see capital S there. Right. Now, let's read on. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Of course, he says adultery. Now, okay, now notice now in verse um, 18. But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Do you see that? If you be led of the Spirit. Now, is he talking about the Holy Spirit here? No. You see... You're still mixing the thing up now. <laughs> Make disciples of all nations. Make students. Students. Amen. Students of the Bible. Amen. You see that? Now, can you perceive something in your recreated human spirit and be led by your perception? Huh? Yes. 
Why? Because the Spirit of God is impressing it on your spirit and your spirit is now picking it up. The Bible says the Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Now, the witness that you receive of the Holy Spirit in your spirit has become your witness as the witness of your spirit and you are led by that witness. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit does not lead, get me right, amen. But I'm saying here that what is being referred to here is the recreated human spirit, the real man, the new man. Can so much dominate a man that the influences of the flesh are put under. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And now let's read on. You, you get to understand that. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now he talked about the works of the flesh. Alright. Now let's go to verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit. Now is he talking about the Holy Spirit here? No. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the recreated human spirit. The man who is born again. The fruit that his spirit bears is what? His love. The fruit that that man bears is love. Now, can love be so much that it overwhelms and then it influences your decision, informs what you do? Yes, can it? Good. That's walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, why do we know that it's not the fruit of the Holy Spirit here? Amen. John 15, verse 1 through to 5. Amen. Verses 1 through to 5. John 15. Jesus said, I am what? The true vine. Hallelujah. Ye are the branches. My father is the husband man. Now, of course, you understand that it is the branch or the branches that what? Bear the fruit. True or false? You bear the fruit. He says, I have called you, you have not called me. And I have ordained you, and I have what? I have released you, sent you forth, so you can go bear fruits, and so your fruits may what? Remain, abide. But you see, it's the Spirit of God that empowers our spirit as we feed on the Word of God to bear these fruits and increase in them. Hallelujah. And notice in John 15 here, it talks about fruit, it talks about more fruit, and it talks about what? Much fruit. When you use much to describe something countable, it is much indeed. Amen? It's uncountable. Much. You don't say much brooms. Amen? Hallelujah. You can say much water because you can't count it. How many of us can count water here? Amen? When you say much fruit... That's English, amen. It's not revelation. It's English, amen. Much fruit that I is talking about is so much that you can't count it. Impact beyond limit. Impact that goes and reaches to the ends of the earth. Says their voice ahead in the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. That's much fruit. Glory to God. Now let's go over. Let's go back, amen. Ephesians chapter number 6. And then we just stop at that. Praise God. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. You see the word capital here. 
So you don't generalize. You have to read in context to know whether it's talking about the Holy Spirit or it's talking about what? The recreated human spirit. Do you see that? Amen? I said amen. amen. And that's, that's the confusion the translators have given us, but the Holy Ghost has resolved it. Amen? Praise God. Now, he says, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the Word of God, your spirit taking hold of the Word. Hallelujah. Jesus, you know, our Master puts it this way. John fifteen seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Do you see that? You shall ask whatsoever you will and it shall be done unto you. In other words, you abiding in him, obeying his word and living in love. Hallelujah. And then his word has come to become one with you. It's in your spirit. You see, when, when people talk very, very loud in daytime and at night when they are confronted in the dream, they, they don't talk. The word is not abiding in their spirit yet. And then they wake up. Jesus! Jesus! Amen. You should be talking in the dream too. Get the word loaded up in your spirit. You will talk like you are talking now. Boo boo, boo boo, boo boo. Amen. No. Hallelujah. Get loaded. Get the word into your spirit. Amen. Amen. The same way you can quote scriptures just in the daytime, in the dream. Hallelujah. If you are confronted with whatsoever, you are talking there. In the name of the Lord You see yourself talking and your friends say you were quoting scriptures in the dream. You were just talking out the word. Because it's not here. It's here. Out of your belly. Not out of your head. Belly. Not stomach. Belly. Hallelujah. So get it in. Praise God. Say, say to your neighbor, say, get it in. Let's stop here. Amen. <laughs> get the word in. Glory to God. Have you enjoyed the good word of God? Stand up rejoicing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Get it in. Next week, we'll, we'll be concluding this and then we'll enter into something that is connected to it. Amen. Advancing the kingdom forcefully. Hallelujah. Advancing it. Forcefully. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Lift up your two hands to God and bless Him for His word. Father, we are grateful for this revelation. Oh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful one. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, you reminded me again. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now notice in verse 11, the Lord reminded me to say this. Amen. I almost forgot. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. In verse 11, put on the whole armor. He says put on, right? Now how do you put on? He says to put it on. Amen. How do you put on the whole armor of God? How do you put on the belt of truth? How do you put on the breastplate of righteousness? 
How do you put on the sandals of the pressure of the gospel of peace? Above all, how do you take the shield of faith? Amen. How do you take the helmet of the hope of salvation? How do you take the sword of the spirit? Which is the word of God. Hallelujah. How do you put on the whole armor of God? Amen. How do you put on? Praise God. Now you put on by faith. You say it consciously in the name of Jesus. I am the righteousness of God. You put on saying it. In the name of Jesus, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have been sanctified and I have been justified. I have been separated from this world. I live in peace with God. God is not holding anything against me. My sins have been forgiven. What are you doing? Breastplate of righteousness. Oh, glory to God. My Lord is coming soon. I expect Him. I love your appearing Lord. I love your appearing Father. I love your appearing Lord Jesus. I love your appearing Lord Jesus. I expect your appearing Lord Jesus. My heart goes up. I'm preparing. I'm tidying up my house. I'm preparing for the ministry much more than I did yesterday. Hallelujah. The helmet of salvation. When you meditate on the word of God constantly, you're locking up in your spirit that word. So that anytime there's a confrontation, amen, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Holy Spirit within you, amen, begins to bring to you that word and then you take that word and say, Stop the devil! It is within! Hallelujah! To get that word in, meditating and confessing that word constantly, locking it up in your spirit. Take time to do that. Well, don't be too busy not to do it, amen. You can't afford not to do it. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Amen. I go out today to preach the gospel. You schedule it into your timetable. You schedule it into your daily activities, and then you deliberately go out to reach out preaching. The gospel. One. At least one, two, three. As the case may be. Lord Holy Spirit, lead me to someone who is so desperate for Jesus now. And he guides you. Hallelujah. Do you see that? I said, do you see that? Amen. I stand for the word. I stand for the truth. Anything that is not of the truth, I do not stand for. I go for the word. Hallelujah. I have good taste for the word of God. Amen. And then you smartening yourself up. Put on. Who is to put it on? You are to put it on. You put it on. Amen. Say to your neighbor, you say you put on the old armor of God. Say they can say you put on the old armor of God. Say they can say you put on the old armor of God. Hallelujah. Is how to put it on. You put it on how? By faith. By faith. Hallelujah. If condemnation comes to say, I want the breastplate of your righteousness removed. Feel bad about yourself just for one day. After all, it's just for one day. What do you do? Amen. There's therefore now. There's therefore now. I have repented of that. It's gone. Amen. I have been forgiven and I thank God for I have been cleansed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can't afford to feel condemned for one second. 
not for the not even for the minutest split of a second. I can't afford it. You can't take my breastplate and say it. Say devil. You can't take my breastplate. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. If the devil says, well, get busy with worldly things and forget the coming of the Lord. He said, devil, you can't take my helmet. Hallelujah. I will not forget the coming of the Lord. He's in view. I remember constantly. Hallelujah. Some can walk and walk and walk and then they say, who is your Lord? They, they, they are trying to remember. I've forgotten anything. Lost touch with spiritual things. And outrightly. What kind of terrible work is that? I will resign instantly if I were you. Amen. I don't like that kind of work. Amen. Walk, 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 and you know, it's just all round and all round and all round, and they sap out everything called marrow out of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now it's just a boom, booms without marrow, making noise all around. Crank, 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 Amen. Sounding symbols. Glory to God. Amen. You put that on. Don't you can't take my helmet? No. You can't take my helmet. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can't take my helmet. Glory to God. Above all, I'm confident in God. I'm confident in His word. That's faith. When I speak, I have what I say. Because the word says so. That's faith. I'm confident. That's the shield of faith. It's the cover. I'm not I don't doubt what God has said. When, when doubt come and say, Oh, are you so sure that you have what you say? Are you so sure that God will answer your prayers? Amen. Put up the shield of faith. This is the confidence that we have in Him. And when we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, then we have also received the petition that we have asked of Him. Hallelujah. Shield of faith. My confidence is in God. I lean on Him. He says, kiss the son, lest he be hungry. And his anger kindles but a little. Amen. He says, but blessed are all those that put their trust in Him. Blessedness. Oh, the blessedness of trusting God. Leaning on Him. They that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion. That cannot be moved. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people. Hallelujah. He said, well, don't you think the rod of wicked is going to rest upon your Lord? No, for the Lord will not allow. Confidence, you lean on Him. The rod of the wicked will rest upon the Lord of the righteous. So I'm not going to bother my head, you know, being afraid over that. Glory to God. I put the word in my mouth. The rod of the wicked shall not. He didn't say may not. Shall not. Are you sure God's word is, is going to come to pass in your life? God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. Amen. As he said it, as he said it, shall he not do it? As he spoken it, shall he not make it good? Shield of faith. Are you sure you are going to marry? You are growing old. Put that aside. Male and female created he them. Male and female. Hallelujah. Confidence in God. You lean on Him. You lean on Him. Glory to God. Are you sure there's a job for you? <laughs> the Lord is the portion of my inheritance. And of my cup, He maintains my laws. 
the shield of faith. That's that's a cover. Are you sure you are going to you are going to produce? You have messed up when you are in the world. You have butted many times. God has forgiven me. Amen. Hallelujah. And now I'm a new man in Christ with a new womb. Behold, all things, all things, all things. He said to me, Be fruitful. It's a command. And multiply. I am blessed. So I'm fruitful and I multiply. Shield. If you let the devil harass you, don't let him harass you. He can just come. That's harassment. You stand up and having done all what? To stand. Still holding your ground. Standing unshaken. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why the Bible says above all. Do you see that? That righteousness is working because the shield of faith. Do you see that? Huh? Do you see it? Faith itself is both defensive and attacking. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. How? Richly. How? 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 If it's 99.9%, is it still is it sufficient yet? No, richly. How? Overflowingly. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. With confidence in the Lord, I want you to go up with a shout and praise God and rejoice the blessing. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Amen! I said amen! I said amen! I said amen! I said amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Now when the devil tells you, labor to earn love. Labor to earn love. Try and, try and please everybody so they can love you. You know some people are in that, that vain labor. It's like philosophy. A vain search for reality. Amen. They are trying to please every Dick and Harry just for one purpose. So they, they can just love them. Amen. And what do you say? I have been what? Accepted in the beloved. I'm not fighting for acceptance. So if you say... Uh, lick my foot so I can love you. I can't do that. Compromise so I can love you. No. Stand for the truth. I have been accepted. Glory to God. Your courage is now different. This is not pride. This is godly humility. Your courage is in line with the word that God loves you. For God so... How does He love you? So... Hallelujah. How does God love you? So.
We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shago Baju Teaching Ministries on plus two three four seven zero six six four five three one two two or plus two three four eight zero six zero one triple zero nine three. Stay blessed.